Welcome to Q&A Selling Online with answers to questions about creating an online empire, promoting products, or building a brand. Your host, private label and e-commerce entrepreneur, Quinn Amorm. Welcome back to the show, my friends. Today, we have with us Michael Epstein. He sold his first company in 2013, and since then has served as a CMO of multiple e-commerce brands. He's also the principal at Postpilot, and that's a platform that sends personalized postcards automatically at scale. And this is like something that is impressive in the digital age that we are right now. So let's get him right here today. Michael, how's it going? Good, Quinn. Thanks for having me. It's a pleasure. So tell me, when and how did you get started in, with e-commerce? Sure. So I've been in e-commerce for over 20 years. Uh, as you mentioned, started an e-commerce retailer in, back in 2000, sold that in 2013 to a private equity fund, and then served as an operating partner for a variety of private equity, operate, uh, private equity funds that were operating e-commerce portfolios, and also served as CMO of a number of eight and nine-figure e-commerce brands. All right. So just to make sure everybody understands, what is a private equity e-commerce brand? Sure. So a company that's essentially owned by a private equity fund. So these are the typical investors that are uh, have a fund where they've, they, they have a number of other investors that pool money into a fund, and then they go out and acquire different companies based on a variety of different theses, theses and, uh, and look to grow them and exit them. Typical time frame is uh, three to five years uh, for acquisition to exit of a of a company. Three to five. All right. What was the biggest exit that you were involved in? Sure. So just this last November, uh, I was CMO of a portfolio of automotive aftermarket automotive brands. We had about five companies in that portfolio. Each were eight to nine figures and. Uh, so total size of that that company was a couple hundred million, and uh, yeah, exited that in November of 2021. Wow, uh, that actually coincidentally, I don't know if it is a coincidence or not, but it matches something that my I have a rep at Amazon. That's kind of what my main business is, and he tells me that now 2022, one of their biggest focus is on automotive and auto parts. And like um, I didn't know, like, where is this coming from? And maybe that uh, is not such a coincidence that that brand just sold. You said end of twenty one. Yeah, end of twenty twenty one, and and I am not surprised to hear that because Amazon has certainly been pushing harder into that that industry. It's a massive industry. I mean, fifty to hundred billion dollar annual industry, and um, and now. I think as a result of COVID, it accelerated people's willingness to buy those types of products online because they are comp more complex products. Uh, you have, you know, if you're buying a part for your vehicle, you need to make sure it's the exact right part and right fit. And it's a pain to get them and return them if it's wrong. And so it's a, it's a challenge and one that we had built a bit of a moat around uh, at this previous company. But as Amazon uh, wants to focus on these markets, you know, they're going to get, mm. uh, they're going to put some resources into getting that right as well. Wow. Well, because uh, I know, for example, um, he told me if I can get any customers or any clients, for example, even in the tire uh, category, 
that they can do now something that's buy online, pick up on store, and they will consider, and Amazon is then considering themselves a local retailer because they're helping local people. And it's kind of, it's impressive. Yeah. Yeah. I think they've been partnering with a variety of local shops for a variety of services with their Amazon services offering as well to be able to have product partner with local installers and service providers to provide that end-to-end experience for the customer, which I think is a great strategy. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So you also, I mentioned there, you are the principal at Postpilot. Yeah. Uh, so this is something that is fascinating because I, I've been around e-commerce for a while and every now and then I like re- to remember the things that we used to do that are kind of mind-blowing now. But sometimes going back in time and doing some of those things again works, right? So is this what Postpilot is, one of those things? Yeah, you're exactly right, Quinn. It's like when everyone else is zigging, you got to zag a little bit. And so Postpilot is, we call it the Klaviyo for postcards. If you're familiar with Klaviyo, the email platform, uh, which a lot of e-commerce sellers use, it allows you to send personalized triggered email campaigns and flows and based on behavior. So customer makes a purchase, wait 30 days, then send them a campaign or an offer to come back. We do the exact same thing with postcards. And this is something that you know, I've been in, again, in e-commerce for 20 years. I've been a digital marketer for the entirety of my career. And I still think that I'm still certainly bullish and, and it's, a big fo- it's always been a big focus. Uh, at the same time, you got to do some things that are a little bit different to stand out and generate incremental revenue and profits. And so direct mail was one of those channels I've used throughout my career with a lot of success. Uh, It it cuts through the digital clutter in a day where uh, you're lucky to get a 20% email open rate that leaves 80% of your best customers, the ones that are on your list and that have engaged with you that aren't even bothering to open or, or engage with your email campaign. So our... That's kind of how Postpilot came about. We were we were building all these great email campaigns and flows. They were super targeted. We had great creative. And then we'd look at the open rates and it'd be like 20%. And we're like, well, we're leaving all this money on the table, not reaching our best customers. How do we uh, make, uh, how do we capture that revenue? And direct mail was a strategy that we had used. And then the, the idea for Postpilot was how do we make it as easy as email to launch those campaigns? Nice. I actually, uh, you heard that Ezra Firestone also uses Postpilot. Is that right? Yeah, he does. Nice. nice. We love Ezra. Uh, tell me something. Uh, getting clients for your own tool for, for Postpilot, getting these clients and keeping them, this has to be different than getting clients for a physical product. Is that correct? Yeah, that's the nice thing about SaaS businesses. And this is a SaaS business where customers are... Uh, signing up for the platform and they're using it just like an email platform to send one-off campaigns and automated campaigns uh, in the background. And so the really nice thing coming from the e-commerce world uh, is that we don't have to reacquire that customer every time uh, we, we get them signed up for the platform and we have just about zero churn, meaning nobody leaves once they see the results that they're getting with the campaigns. They want to continue to stay on the platform and expand the number of campaigns that they're sending. Awesome. So now let's figure out how this works. 
I I create an account. I'm guessing I upload a list of name and addresses that I have, and then you guys uh, uh, send these cards for me. So here's the nice thing is that we're natively integrated with Shopify and Klaviyo and, and a number of other things, but Shopify's our uh, main native e-commerce platform integration. Mm -hmm. So there's that's that's again one of the problems that we were looking to solve is when we were sending direct mail on behalf of some of our previous companies, it was upload, a, you know, create a, a list, create it on a spreadsheet, upload that spreadsheet to a, some print house that you found, blast out a big static campaign. You had to get a graphic designer involved. Uh, you then had to try and figure out what the ROI was by downloading more spreadsheets and trying to match it back to your customers. To make it as easy as email, we're natively integrated it with Shopify, meaning we can uh, you can easily segment your customers automatically right within the app, or you could sync it from your email platform like Klaviyo if you've already segmented your customers. Uh, and so not only do we make it super, you don't have to upload anything. No, uh, it's, it's super easy to target your audience. And then it's also super easy to track the results of your campaigns in real time, because we know when a customer is sent the card, we know when they receive the card, and we know if they go on to make a subsequent purchase after they receive the card, either with or without a coupon code. And so it's very easy for us to show the ROI of your campaign in real time in your dashboard right in the app. Uh, and that's a big advantage to using the product. Wow. That's actually incredible. Because I was wondering here, like, what analytics can I possibly get? Like, you can't tell me the open rate, but <clears throat> but you can actually somewhat tell it because whoever receives a postcard is going to open that postcard, right? Yeah. I think the, the nice thing about direct mail is, to your earlier point, it's something that people aren't always expecting anymore. And so you're not just, you're not ignoring it like you do half of the messages in your email inbox and just deleting them without even opening opening them. Even if it's, you know, quote unquote junk mail that you're receiving, you're still skimming through your mail before you even make a decision to keep or discard something. So at a minimum, you're looking at the message, which is more than you can say about a lot of the other ads and email campaigns uh, that you're receiving. So. There, but what we find, and there are studies that back this up, is that people do look at direct mail as more like a perceived gift from a brand, not as an interruption, like a like an ad in a news feed or or an email. So they they do engage with it, they do read it, and the average lifespan of a postcard is actually 17 days versus like seconds for an email campaign before it's completely forgotten. So there's definitely some permeance to just that physical, that physical touch point with a the customer. They read it, they engage with it, they remember it. It's something more unexpected, particularly if it's from a brand that they know and have done business with before. They'll remember and engage with it. And that's why it gets really good results. Nice. So because you can integrate with Shopify, is it possible to do things like if somebody has purchased this particular product, send them this? postcard? That's exactly right. Wow. So you can do things like customer uh, makes their first purchase. They don't make their second purchase within 30 days, trigger a card to go out to them with an incentive to come back. Customer purchases product A, let's send them a card to promote product B to them. Customer makes their fourth purchase. Let's send them uh, a thank you card, or we also now offer handwritten notes 
that you could trigger to send them as like a thank you for your best and most loyal customers. Um, so there's a lot that you can do just like you would with, with an email campaign and all those kinds of segment, all those kinds of segments and triggers that you could do through email you can do with a postcard. Nice. I, I like the handwritten ones because it's also makes it makes you feel appreciated because it's it's personal. And uh, coincidentally, just yesterday, I actually purchased a big bag of it was soya, but I got this um, Canada mm-hmm. and uh, it came. The box came with a handwritten card and it said, if you have any problems or whatever, here is my cell number. And I'm like, this is this is actually really cool. So these cards is possible that it wasn't really handwritten. It's probably a system like this or maybe it, they were using the same thing. Yeah, it's possible they were using us or or something similar. And and I think the fact that you remember that and are talking about it today is exactly the type of experience that that brand is trying to deliver and that you can't get by just sending an email campaign. You're not going to have that surprise and delight factor uh, when you just email a generic thank you versus like that handwritten note. One, it's 100% getting read. Like you're not you're not ignoring that, whether it comes in the mail or whether it comes in the box, you're looking at it and you're remembering it and you're going to remember that brand. And that's something that it takes an enormous amount of advertising dollars to, to have uh, that level of kind of unforgettableness uh, with that, that they just generated for a very low cost of just including that card. And we have customers that do it both ways. So one would be including it in the package like you got uh, yesterday. They could print them in a batch and and receive and put them in boxes if you're doing your own fulfillment. Or we can trigger it like a regular campaign where it actually goes out in a handwritten envelope and stamp and goes directly to the customer's mailbox. But in, in either case, these are actually handwritten cards we have proprietary robotic technology that holds a pen and writes on on paper, holding a real pen no with way. all the nuance of human handwriting, all the letter variation, the spacing, everything that you know makes it completely real and authentic. We can digitize your own handwriting so it looks just like your own, uh, and it's a really, really interesting and and uh, effective way of creating really deep and memorable relationships with your customers. Man, that is that's fascinating. Uh, I mean, I personally have tried the handwritten fonts that exist, yes. but when when you have more than one sentence, you can see that it's not handwritten because every F is exactly the same and every T is exactly the same. And when I write, none of my Fs are the same. <laughs> uh, so that's exactly right. That is so cool. It's actually a robot holding a pen. Yes. And so it, you're exactly right. There's like telltale signs of, uh, of where it's not, off, not real handwriting, which is what you said. The letters all look the same, but it also is going to be that the spacing is perfect and the line, the, the difference in line height and the angles that you're writing at are all going to be identical. Like, not only do we think that that's not um, what it's, it's pretty obvious that it's not truly handwritten, but that can be a turnoff to your customers, right? Exactly. If, if you're looking, if you're trying to make them feel like they're getting a handwritten note and it's obvious that it isn't, it's probably having the opposite effect of what you intended versus uh, something that's truly like pen to paper, personalized and written like in your handwriting. No, exactly. Exactly right. Because that has happened to me before. And it was a car manufacturer that wanted me to purchase another vehicle. And they sent me one of those. 
where it's supposed to look handwritten and then with the CEO's signature and you can tell it's not. Yep. That actually made me feel like I lost tricked, tricked exactly. That's yeah. the, and I felt tricked and I'm like I am pissed. Uh I mean if I rather have a one that doesn't look handwritten because it doesn't look like you're trying to fool me. Exactly. Or if you're going to do it just just give me give me one that I can't tell. <laughs> because yeah, that's that's incredible. Yeah, exactly. Number one, uh, number one Guinness Book World Record holder for best salesman ever is a car salesman, and he attributes his success to writing a handwritten note to all of his customers every year. Really, Joe Girard. Yep. Man, oh man. So tell me something. I'm. I heard that one of your um, one of your superpowers is acquiring and then retaining customers. So in for somebody that is not in the SaaS business for physical products, is it possible to also have uh, customer retention? If we're talking about products that you can't subscribe to, you know? Yeah, uh, I think but- that's that's where we really focus our efforts with Postpilot is the, the biggest wins, the low hanging fruit for e-commerce brands who are selling physical products is on the retention side. And most people think that, it, you have to put all your effort into acquisition, but re- retention is actually where your profits come from because customer acquisition costs, as I'm sure many of your, your audience knows, are sky high and, and only increasing. And so the profits come from the repeat purchases that customer makes where you don't have to re- pay to reacquire them over and over again. In fact, in many cases with direct-to-consumer brands now, they're not even profitable on their first purchase after taking into account cost of goods and operational overhead, marketing costs and all of that. The pro- you've got to have that retention component built into your business or it's going to be really hard to, to scale and grow as an e-commerce brand or a direct-to-consumer brand today because the, co- the competitors that have higher lifetime values and know that they can retain customers more effectively than you are always going to be able to outbid you on the acquisition side. Because they know they know that they can bid more, knowing that that customer is worth more to them over time. And so, again, if you don't have your retention dialed in, uh, you're you're going to be really struggling if you're not already to grow your business. Absolutely, and you did you did touch on something that I think it's a mistake that a lot of sellers are doing. And uh, like you said. When you know your customer value or your lifetime value of a customer, you know what you can spend to acquire that customer. And I know that so many people out there that either because they are they started selling online recently or maybe uh, they don't know too much about uh, business, but they don't know what their lifetime value is. Like I talked to somebody the other day that, that didn't even know what that meant. Not only they didn't know how much it was, but they didn't know what it meant. Oof. And so those people, they can't, they don't know what how much they can spend to acquire somebody uh, because, yeah, you just don't know. Uh, so, um, I mean, for anybody listening, if for any business that you are, you should know what, how much a customer t- can bring to you, how many times they would purchase. These are all metrics that w- you will be, you will evaluate. Uh, so you can know how much you can spend to acquire that customer the first time. And sometimes yep. you can actually, their first purchase, or a lot of the times their first purchase is, is not even going to break you even. 
Exactly. Right. Exactly. And at a minimum, know what that customer is worth over the first 90 days or, or 180 days at most. Yes. Uh, so if you don't have a long operating history, at least know how what the likelihood of a customer is to come back over the, the first 90 days. It's also important from a cash flow perspective, because if you're paying up to acquire a customer, you need to know how quickly they're you know, what their value is to you, to you over the, that first 90 days to make sure that you're managing cash flow effectively. And so uh, it's, again, it's super important to have a retention program built in that ensures that you're maximizing uh, the repeat purchase rate for those new customers that you, that you acquire, particularly within the first 90 days, because that's when they're most engaged with your brand and most likely to want to come back. Nice. So Michael, are you currently... Uh, besides Postpilot, are you CMO of a bunch of companies still or not anymore? So we are now all in on Postpilot. We are, yes. um, we have a, a CEO and a team that we had, we've hired uh, over the last, since, since we've owned it over the last few years, and it's been growing really rapidly. Uh, and then, you know, especially in the last year where Facebook, the iOS updates came in and really hamstrung our e-commerce and direct-to-consumer brands uh, return on ad spend and attribution. You see email engagement continuing to struggle because people's inboxes continue to just be cluttered. It's created a real appetite for alternative unsaturated channels that are effective to reach and engage with their customers and get them to come back and buy again. And the nice thing is the price of a stamp is fixed. So you're not paying more because you want to target a specific audience that's really competitive. You're not paying more because it's right around Mother's Day or Valentine's Day or Black Friday and the, and the competition is all jacking up your, uh, your CPCs and, and cluttering your customers' inboxes with email campaigns. So it's, uh, it's, it's created a lot of increased interest in the category. Uh, and so we've just been going all in on this uh, because we know what the potential of the channel is. We see the results our customers getting and uh, we're very bullish on it. Now, I just thought of something else. When you were mentioning the, the cost being fixed of, of that stamp, how about the card itself? Can I design my card? And if I can, because of that, does the card itself increase the price? Because it has to be printed. Sure. So, um, We have a, a very user-friendly drag-and-drop uh, editor for the designs. We also have a bunch of professionally designed templates that you can use. But I'd say the majority of our customers take advantage of our concierge design service. That was kind of a pivotal moment for the company when we, we came to this realization that even no matter how big or small a company was, everybody's pressed for time and resources, right? Their creative teams are always stretched thin. There's always a lot on their plate. And so no matter how enthusiastic they were about launching a campaign, it was like, okay, I'm going to send this to our creative department and they're going to get it back to me as soon as possible. And then it just stalls, right? Because they've just got a million things going on. Yeah. So we actually, we, we built up a team of professional designers that are full-time in-house and they will actually build your your campaign or create your design for you at no cost. And these are like high quality designs, not like generic stuff. Uh, and people are thrilled with the designs and it takes a lot of the work off, off people's plates and it helps the process move along a lot faster. So that's uh, included when you are 
uh, on our platform and cards themselves uh, start at 49 cents uh, per card and that's all in pricing. So printing, postage, uh, all of it is, is in that 49 cents per card price. Nice. So 49 cents, that includes that that card gets delivered, you said? Yeah. So that's postage. Everything uh, is all included in that price. Now, how about for outside of the U.S.? Sure. So uh, the bulk of our customers are in the U.S. simply because the postage cost is obviously higher when you're sending internationally. Mm-hmm. Something that we're looking at doing is setting up international fulfillment partners. Uh, right now, we we have our own production facility, but we would we're looking at setting up international production partners so that they can send cards locally. Uh, but we do send internationally as well, and it's about a dollar thirty uh, for uh, international card just due to the postage rate. Yeah, still not bad for a for a customer that may return to the platform due to that. Yep. Yeah. So that, that's incredible. Now the important thing here is if the people that are listening right now, they're like, okay, I want this because I'm not even joking, Michael, this is something that I want uh, because I'll, t- I'll be honest with you. I have tried in the past. Uh, it wasn't postcards, but it was actually uh, an attempt of having handwritten. That's why I even tried with, with fonts that uh, didn't work. Um, but we were sending on white envelopes mm-hmm. uh, and then inside that envelope, uh, I mean, that envelope was completely white, white, just because a lot of people receive their bills on white envelopes and some don't even say where it's coming from. Right. So when you're, it gets you more curious to open that, but I mean, I, I gave up on that idea uh, because it wasn't, it wasn't a professional idea, just like you have set up here. So uh, tell us in that case, for people like me that want to find it, where do we go? Sure. You would go to postpilot.com and I'll send you a link uh, that you can put in the show notes as well, where uh, your audience can get a special offer to to give it a try. And if you're if you qualify if you're a certain size business, which is typically somebody that's doing over a million dollars a year, we'll actually even send your first campaign for you for free because we know how well it works. Uh, and we and then you can see for yourself and we know that you'll want to come back and send a bunch more campaigns. So uh, I'll drop you that note uh, or that link for your show notes as well for your listeners. Awesome. Awesome. So guys, don't forget to check the show notes so you can have that link for Postpilot. And one more thing, Michael. Uh, why Postpilot? Sure. I think that the main reason is we are built for e-commerce and direct-to-consumer businesses. It's our DNA. That's our background. Uh, we know what mat- what features and capabilities matter to e-commerce brands today, uh, from segmentation to coupon tracking and unique coupon codes. We understand the strategies that direct-to-consumer brands use today with, with segmentation. Um, and so uh, not only is the platform super capable with personalization, segmentation, tracking, all those things that aren't offered from a traditional print mail house or other providers, but we understand strategically how to make sure that you're successful. Our goal is not to have you send the maximum number of cards possible. Our goal is to make sure that you're sending the campaigns that we know are going to be profitable for you so that we know you're going to stick with the platform and continue using it. And we have that expertise in-house uh, which is something that's really valuable to people looking to test out a new channel. 
All right. Awesome. And one more thing. Uh, in the Shopify store, you can search for Postpilot as well and just connect it to your store? Yep, exactly. It installs in a couple minutes. You can have a campaign built in minutes if you want. Sweet. <laughs> Michael, thank you very much. And uh, for everybody listening, remember, check out the show notes. I'm going to have Michael's LinkedIn information as Postpilot link that he's going to send me. It will be there in the show notes. Michael, Perfect. thank you so much. Thanks, Quinn. Appreciate it.